Hey all, this is Danny Catch. You're about to hear a mini-episode about 10 workers who were fired from a UPS facility in Queens. Just before we were about to release this episode, we got news that the workers had been rehired, which is great. Now the fight's far from over because the union still has to win them back pay. But we at Working Class Heroes want to extend our congratulations to the 10 workers and Teamsters Local 804, which happens to be my old union. So solidarity, and now on to the show. Stop. Welcome to Working Class Heroes. I'm Danny Catch, and this is a mini episode about the fight to save the jobs of 10 UPS workers in Queens who were unjustly fired last month. The war against workers needs to stop. Corporate is getting so damn greedy, they're trying to take us out. Are we gonna go out? No. Are we gonna go out? No. What are we gonna do? Fight. We gonna do what? Fight. That's the voice of Chris Williamson, vice president of Teamsters Local 804, addressing a crowd of UPS workers and supporters who had gathered on a cold, windy May Day morning outside a company facility in Laurelton, Queens. Three weeks earlier, on April 12th, UPS had fired 10 part-time warehouse workers who went home after working their required five hours instead of agreeing to work additional overtime that, according to the union contract, should be voluntary. But the company claims that the workers staged a walkout, yet the workers say they were just clocking out like any other day. Selvin Williamson is one of those fired workers. I apologize for the loud buzzing noise you're going to hear in some of these clips. It's the sound of a generator powering a giant inflated pig that the union set up to let the public know about UPS's greed. I always work my five hours and leave work. So that day, I don't know what's, what's the problem. That day, them just will come work three o'clock, then just take our ID. And tell you, say, we determinate. And I ask them for what? They say, we walk off the job. I say, but this is every, t- every day we do the same thing. So what is the problem today? So it's like a regular day you punch out? Yeah. They just tell you. Yeah, they, they exterminate us. That's it. And I don't know if it's true. They know we know the job. To an extent, they want to fire us and take our new, new people and treat them the same way. And that's not right. They cannot treat people like that, you know? We are human too, you know? Dave Luby is a Laurelton Building Union rep, which in the Teamsters are known as business agents. Luby thinks that the 10 workers are being used as scapegoats by management for their own mistakes. According to management, the reason they get fired is because they left their job after five hours. Okay, this is a part-time position. I myself was a part-timer for 20-something years who work in the foster facility. And we all know that after five hours as a part-timer, you can leave. Yeah. You know, you don't have to stay for overtime. That partic- the particular day we're talking about, April 12, when these um, employees, ha- have, some of them have second jobs, different responsibilities, had to leave. Um, something they do on a daily basis, um, left, management the next day considered a work action. And it's all because of, they have a new manager in this building, 
who is very incompetent when it comes to the preload operation. I don't know his history, but I can tell you for someone who has worked for 20 plus years in the preload, he is very incompetent. And the company is trying to use these part-timers as scapegoats instead of looking at the, the reason why the building cannot get wrapped on a daily basis is the manager that they choose to put on the preload with no preload experience. After the mass firing, Local 804 organized a number of rallies that drew negative publicity for UPS, especially when it was revealed that two of the workers were pregnant in their third trimesters and that another had to leave work on time to take care of a child with special needs. The company responded with a statement that they had made an offer for the workers to come back, but that the union won't agree. But what that statement doesn't mention is that Local 804 is fighting for the workers to be reinstated without suspensions and with full back pay. 804 business agent Scott Damone explained the history behind UPS's exploitation of part-timers and why it could set a dangerous precedent if the 10 workers are allowed to be disciplined for refusing overtime. In the 50s, the Teamsters were sold the idea by the company of having student workers. That's what they called them. Those were jobs that were going to supplement the existing workforce that was all full-time, and they were going to be students from local colleges to give them a little extra money, and they, it'll help them out, and it'll help us to get the work done. They had no benefits. They had no entitlements of the full-time workforce. They were just getting a paycheck to, to help them get through college. That's what was sold. Within a few years, that morphed into part-time workers. It was no longer student workers, now it was part-time workers. So now they got their foot in the door and they completely bastardized it. That went unchecked for decades. In 1997, we had our only nationwide strike when Ron Carey said, part-time America won't work. The reason for that is you got to the point where someone's trying to support their family. They're not working a full-time job 40 hours a week. They're working two and three part-time jobs 60 and 70 hours a week for the same money that used to be available through one full-time job. Part-time America won't work. It was true in 1997, and it's true today. So we created more full-time jobs here, and things started, hopefully, to move in the right direction, and then the company takes it and once again bastardizes it. You want them to stay full-time? Give them a full-time job. Part-timers here leave to go get their kid on the bus. They leave and they go to work another job or maybe a third job. They are here for a part-time job. This is not a full-time job, and it can't be treated that way. The company wants the benefits of having part-time workers, but they want to have also access to full-time hours. They can't have it both ways. All right, I'm Chris Williamson. See, the difference is they can research everything that Dave Luby said and what Scott DeMone said. It's all facts. There's nothing to lie about. When we talk, we talk facts. When UPS is responding to our peaceful protest out here, it's all lies, okay? They're lying to the media. Go on UPS.com and look up how they're advertising a part-time job. It says three and a half to four and a half hours, okay? It doesn't say mandatory OT. The reason why we are taking a stand now, and it's very important is, if we don't fight this stand, 
then UPS will never hire another full-timer. They'll hire everybody as a part-timer feel that they can work them as long as they want. That needs to stop. All right? We're not in slavery no more. Okay? Everybody out here pretty much have a family to take care of or trying to take care of themselves. So it's enough is enough. Corporate greed needs to stop. There's been long-standing tensions between UPS and its unionized workforce. And these tensions only got more intense during the pandemic. When 804 members risked their lives showing up to work so the people could get packages and the company could still make its profits. For Selvin Williamson and the other workers on the preload shift, that meant getting to work in the middle of the night without even use of a subway. When the subways were shutting down at one o'clock, these part-timers was riding bikes and doing whatever they can to get here so we can make sure that New York City stay rolling, all right? It's a New York, New York. So good they had to name it twice. Well, we did our part. We asking everybody in New York City to do their part now, to come out and support us when we need y'all. But while UPS saw its revenue go up by 14% in 2020 as people ordered more packages online, it used little of that money to provide safe conditions for the workers who sort, load, and deliver those packages. This is Esther Curry, a preloader and shop steward from the nearby Foster Avenue building. Now, you're at Foster Avenue. Yes, sir. I, I know it's hard. It's been hard everywhere during the pandemic, but yes. your building, would you just talk a little bit about that? Because people don't know, people don't know what's happening oh, with the roof co- with the roof collapsing. Uh, yeah, just explain, explain, what, leaking, just explain what happened a little bit. You it's know? leaking. Uh, the building is, is, is dusty in there. If they need the ventilation. We need more ventilation in the building and stuff like that. If we just need proper equipment, equipment's broken. We're working with broken equipment. We, we we don't appreciate that stuff. So is this a multi-billion dollar company? Multi-billion dollar company that don't want to fix and have the proper equipment and better safe working conditions. Like what kind of broken equipment are you talking about? We're talking about the simple thing as if the slides that you got to put the packages on is broken. You know, the belts. Get, a be- get better belts because the belts has rips in it and packages is coming on it. At any moment, it could want to be broken. There's um, light fixtures. They need to fix that. Some of these light fixtures, they need to put in new ones. Stuff is falling from the, from, from the sky. Good morning, brothers and, and you're working. So during, during the pandemic, yeah. were a lot of people getting sick inside the building? I have no idea. All I know is people was, you know, was taking off and stuff like that. I don't know too much about that because the company's hiding. They were hiding. They weren't informing. They people. were hiding the, 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 the if hey, someone everyone. caught the COVID. Good morning. They were hiding a lot of stuff. And these people are making lots of money. You know, mm-hmm. the fat cats is just destroying the, the, the simple workers. The part-time workers especially. Part-time workers, we ain't gonna take it and we ain't gonna take it no more. That's why we got the local, that's why we pay a union dues, and we're going to speak up. Also at the rally was Dominic Domenico, a driver from the Massbeth building in Queens, who's known throughout the union as D-Dom. Like Esther Curry, D-Dom has plenty of stories to tell about UPS management, like the multiple times they tried to fire him without cause, or the time the company tried to suspend him for working too slowly, just after he had returned to work after a horrific workplace accident that had put him in a coma for 10 days. After the rally, D-Dom talked to me over the phone. That story is so so long, it goes on forever. Fired for a bunch of stupid reasons. Never, never stuck. 
And it's always just a reason to violate the contract, scare the members. If they can get me, everyone's going to be scared. Everyone's going to just not have faith in the system. They obviously don't care. They obviously don't care. To put a person on, um, to discipline somebody for performance after they were in a coma for 10 days and they did rehab for 13 months, it's just ludicrous. It just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you know, 13 months out, 10 days in coma, in a coma, back to work, super happy, but you're not maintaining your demonstrated level of performance. And my art, my thing was, this is my, this is my new performance. This is me now. It's just that I know, I know the, how they are. I know how the company is. And I, I know, I know how they just, they just do what they want to do. Regardless of they're contractually wrong, it's a union shop, we have rights, they kind of don't care. And the 10 people that were fired are exactly exactly the same reason as me. I mean, I'm, I was fired for totally different reasons, but um, I won back pay, I cleaned my record, and I'm back. But here they are doing it again to other people. And, you know, I just wanted to show my support. UPS can be a ruthless place to work, but Local 804 is no pushover. This is the home local of Ron Carey, who led the famous 1997 national strike that Scott Damone talked about. And it's a local that takes building solidarity seriously. In 2014, 250 drivers in Maspeth, including DDOM, walked out of the building to protest the firing of another driver. Those members ended up taking suspension in order to get their brother back in the building. More recently, the local has held actions in front of UPS buildings in support of Black Lives Matter and the fight for a $15 minimum wage. Vice President Chris Williamson invoked that spirit of solidarity at the rally. We are fighting for everybody. There's no difference between a full-timer or a part-timer or an insider or outsider. We look at them all as local 804. And part of being 804 is also being active in our communities and supporting other locals. See, what the government, the president, the CEOs don't understand is if every local come together, we can shut this mother down. Do you understand that? But for Selvin Williamson and the other nine fired part-timers, the fight to get their jobs back is urgent and getting desperate. I need my job, man. I have to feed my kids, my son. This year my son going to college and I need some money. And I'm empty my account now and I need money to eat. You understand? I can't live without, without no money. It's like they're sending me on the street to, to go rob people. But if they make me start that, them is the first one I'm coming from. For real, my brother. That is all what I have to say. Thanks for listening to this mini episode of Working Class Heroes. For more of our coverage of working class struggles in New York City, you can find our podcast on all the major podcast apps or check out our website, wchradio.org. Stay safe, New York, and as always, solidarity. Solidarity.